The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, all you out there in the Healthcare Wrap posse, as usual, thanks for hanging with us. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and this is season two of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital experience that happens outside the clinic. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at Healthcare Wrap. And finally, a special thank you to Express Docs, Altera Digital, and the Podcast.Healthcare Network for helping us spread the awesome. Speaking of awesome, guess who's back, ladies and gentlemen? We've got Peter, my co-host, Peter Balistrieri. He's back. What's up, Peter? What's going on, Jared? How you doing? How you doing? And uh, you've been traveling a little bit since the last time we connected. Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this summer. Oh, I went to the homeland. Went to Wisconsin and uh, the land of uh, cheese, curds, and brats and uh, a lot of humidity. I will tell you that. You forget how much humidity there is when you're in a state as dry as Arizona, but um, had a lot of fun, saw a lot of family, and uh, really got back and connected. And uh, I did eat cheese curds, and I did eat brats, and uh, a lot of other things. Got to uh, play golf with my dad and uh, see our cousins and the whole deal, but I uh, got to Summerfest, so that was fun one night. But yeah, happy to be back, and uh, I am raring to go, and I'm really happy to be back on with you again. And um, you are just killing it when I'm not on here, and I'm really happy to hear these podcasts. There's such great content. Well, it's only because of the foundation that you've built, you know, on this thing. So you know, this thing would be nothing. I remember, you know, you and I were sitting in a hospital cafeteria about a year and a half ago, and I'm like, dude, I got this just dumb idea. I remember that day, <laughs> like this even dumber idea for the theme, and you're like. No, 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 we got to do it. <laughs> so, it is the best. I love the theme and I continue to love it. The drop-ins, the vinyl, and I'm getting my kids into Beastie Boys, of course, happening to choose certain songs over others based on content. But overall, yeah, this has been so great and I'm, I'm so excited to be back. I'm glad you just put a little bit of Beasties right there, you know, because we are celebrating, I believe it's in the last week or so, it's it's the 30th anniversary of Paul's Boutique of the release of that classic album. So, you know, just had, just had to mention that. I know. It's almost like I knew that. I didn't actually know that. You reminded me of that. That's amazing. So this content we're doing here is like fine music, fine vinyl music. And we are so happy to have all you along with us for this ride, all the posse out there. Yeah, you know when an album makes it big is when there's a brand of sneakers that's associated with the 30th anniversary of the album's release. That's True. what's happening with Paul's Boutique. I just saw an ad for a special kind of sneakers in so you know, celebration of it. My goodness. Yes, yes. yes. 
I will tell you, as long as we're talking a little bit about music, I have to give a little bit of a shout out to a guy that I really like. It's not as full on rap as we talk about a lot on this podcast, but a um, guy named Mayor Hawthorne. And uh, I've been listening to him for a long time. And he's got a side band called Tuxedo. And they just dropped their third album. It's called Tuxedo 3, which is the yeah, third album. But it's neo-80s funk, kind of like, uh, you know, the SOS band, the Gap band, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just a great album to drop in between some of those other classics like the Beasties and, and all that kind of stuff that we talk about. So I just had to get a little side thing because I've been really pumping that lately in between listening to podcasts and, and such in my car on my drive-in. So a little side advertisement for Tuxedo. That's some serious stuff. I actually saw you post that. I started checking it out and, and it's no joke, man. Like, it is. I mean, they got it. They get the feel like you listen to it and it literally feels like you're listening to something out of 81, 82. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just found also the link for those shoes. So I really wasn't making it up. They're Adidas. They're commemorative. Pulse <laughs> <Pulse> boutique. Morning <laughs> X, Beastie Boys, Americana shoe. Bam. That is great. Holy Good cow. stuff. Good stuff. I oh love gosh. it. Like the rubber soles and everything. They're nuts. That's awesome. Man. Hey, you know, if we do well enough with this uh, with this podcast, maybe we can both afford us a pair of those uh, Beastie Boys shoes, those Man. sneakers. We'll see. Those remind me of those um, those Adidas like uh, from Run DMC days. Those are amazing too. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not a full tracksuit. It's just the the sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> tracksuit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some Puma sweats. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Hello there, healthcare marketers. Robert Rose, Chief Strategy Advisor for the Content Marketing Institute here. And if you're a fan of this show, and I know you are, you know that the show is here and the mission is clear. And today's marketing mission in healthcare, it's all about content. You need help connecting with customers and growing your business through the creation of epic content? Then you're going to want to check out Content Marketing World 2019, this September 3rd through 6th in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where you can rub elbows with the best and the brightest in the content marketing industry. Not not only that, but on Friday, September 6th, we've got an all-day health summit sponsored by the Cleveland Clinic for healthcare marketers just like you. You can learn from content marketing leaders who won't let regulations, HIPAA, or enterprise-based challenges get in the way of delivering the right content to patients when they need it. And here's a special bonus just for you. Use the code HCRAP100. Not a pretty looking hashtag, but it's the right one. HCRAP100, and you're going to save an extra 100 bucks on your registration. Go to contentmarketingworld.com to learn more and to register today. Man, it has been too long, dude. We've got some ground to make up. You know, we've got some time to make up for, uh, I should say. So let's dive into the rap battle. Let's get this thing going. Yeah. Rap battle. Rap battle, ladies and gentlemen. This is where we do battle on the way healthcare has been done before, the status quo of healthcare marketing and technology, because it's time to stop doing things the way it's been done because we don't want the same results. We want healthcare marketing to make things better for people. There is a higher purpose to it. There is an opportunity to change and transform healthcare simply by marketing it better. And we've been talking about that now for going on a year and a half. It's, it's crazy. It's just hard to believe. But that's one of the themes here. So today we're going to talk about specifically the role of content, meaning the role of those who 
work on content marketing at all in their roles for healthcare organizations and what that has meant with our careers, with career paths, and what it means to retain and hire content talent within our organizations. And some of this is based on an article, Peter, that you found that you sent to me from Robert Rose, our friend who, I mean, talk about like the stars aligning. I, I mean, Robert is now doing the voiceover for this audio spot on each episode now leading up to content marketing world to the health summit, which Cleveland Clinic is sponsoring. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just flattered that that's even a part of this. We're, we're media partners for the health summit, but that had nothing to do with the fact that he found this article and sent it to me. And I'm like, holy cow, anytime I hear Robert or read what he's got going on, I mean, he is speaking directly to me, to my heart as a marketer. And he posted an article recently called How to Acquire and Keep the Best Talent in Content. And I'm curious, you know, what struck you? And if you want to summarize that article for us, Peter, and, and tell us what you thought. And what it comes down to is, is the, he was talking, and first of all, I just, I do have to say, I have never met Robert personally, but I I literally love everything that he writes and the content advisory, just everything that he puts out there. Like you just said, it just speaks right to my heart. And it feels like I'm like, it's like he's preaching. <laughs> it's like preach, preach brother. But some of the stuff lately has just been really good. And, and this was one of those articles where it was like, I'm living this. And I think what I took out of it, if I, I summarize it is, Content, if you can believe it or not, has been around enough now and content marketing has been around enough now where you're actually seeing kind of the beginning to end of someone's career in content and everything in between. So it kind of is, how do we come into a business or an organization as a content marketer and what is our path? And it's grown enough that we have those beginnings to ends for careers. And what I took out of it was that you have to be able to, as he says, build strong content teams. You have to be able to, and then with that, you have to be able to provide advancement. It's not unlike any other position. It's just that there are still enough C-suites and enough VPs that still don't understand that job or that path. And so it's hard for them to provide kind of a way up. And a lot of times that, that position gets lost. And so I wanted to add in something that I've noticed as of late too, is that these positions, these content positions are oftentimes being, I think, undersold in organizations. I think a lot of them are being pushed into a very young practitioner, three to four years in. And you know these might be specialists, coordinators. And I think that you're doing yourself a disservice by putting that onus on somebody that young because it does take a long time to build up, I think, the expertise and the knowledge around content. It's not just a matter of grabbing a bunch of uh, you know information and throwing it out there into an editorial calendar. There's way more that's involved with that. And I just think that kind of the way to advance their business is through content, but companies need to support that. And that's kind of what I took out of it. Interested to hear kind of what you what you got out of it. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. 
Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash thehealthcarewrap. That's Express, beginning with an X. So I think a couple of parts that struck me were, again, I felt like I lived this in, in a couple of different iterations of my career. One point that he mentioned, he kind of started saying about a client not related to content necessarily, but a client recently that had a conversation with him was talking about in with the audience that they are looking at, they this client of theirs is trying to reach senior level professionals in large companies. And they were talking about how deeply unsatisfied that audience, senior level professionals in large companies, how deeply unsatisfied they are. 80% of them would be willing to change companies if an equal offer came along. But then three quarters of them said that, you know, so they'd rather go somewhere else. But then the majority of them actually said they wouldn't leave because they didn't believe that it would be any better on the other side. They, yeah. they didn't think the grass was greener. Yeah. So just kind of posed this as a scenario. He said, look, like you said, content's been around enough as a skill in and of itself, as a value to an organization long enough now that you know, pretty soon we're going to get to that point where we're facing the same thing within content. He said, you know, with CMI's recently released research, you know, they they found that only 20% of B2B marketers feel like their organizations are extremely committed to content marketing at all. And so, you know, when we are living that life, when that's the main, you know, one of the main responsibilities that we have, that there's typically not a a clear career path. So basically we're building up this skill, we're recognizing it finally, but then there's kind of a dead end with our careers. You know, as just as we're becoming kind of powerful practitioners of content and we've the organization has finally seen the value of it and we've delivered on that and and there's a tie to business results. Well, you know, hopefully you can just stay where you are and, you know, and be happy with that. And in the meantime, we're going to build up the rest of everything around you. And that can be a challenge to make it through that. So I liked that he was coming at it from the standpoint of if you're hiring and trying to retain content talent, think about how this might make someone feel. And then on the side of those of us who have been the content creator, the the manager, the content strategist and whatnot... He's saying, look, just be aware that this could happen. So you know, be thinking now about how to address that in your own skill set. Because he basically said, look, like the one of the, the ways to address that is that not having options might mean that we're asked to branch out into more established classical or traditional marketing roles, direct response, something other than content marketing. And that can be a challenge too, because any time that we're spending on that means we're not spending time doing the storytelling that we've just gotten good at. So I think there are just a lot of ways that this is a conflict built up within us. And you know, that's where I was going. I need a dime, ain't faking a phone. You crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. 
You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mmm, not so heavenly, was it? By now you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. You just said it and it just, it struck a chord with me is that word commitment. When we talk about, when we beg for an organization to show commitment, what does that mean? What does that word mean? And I think I'd love to explore that for a second here with you, because for me, if you're a content leader in your, in your organization, a couple things happen. You get, I think it's a job that has high burnout. And I think it's, that is because of the other portion of it, which is commitment. What I think commitment would be for content at an organization is if you've successfully done content and you're a, a single person and you're doing it right and you've met goals and KPIs and things like that, then it's time you showed relevance and success. Then it's time that commitment equals a team. And I think that to me is that next level to show that the organization shows you that, okay, we're seeing value in what you're doing as a single person. And now you can actually build your content empire, if you will, and you can start mentoring another wave of people. You can get those specialists in, you can get a designer, you can get videographers, you can get some content writers. You may get budget. Budget is another commitment. If you've been in a single budget line, maybe it grows now to do some work, get some freelance, things along those lines. So I think commitment and identifying commitment, I think is almost a little bit on us too, uh, as content leaders. We have to determine what do we think is commitment. So I think that that's a big part of it. And I will address again, the burnout, the high burnout level. If that team is not granted, like you were saying, you're going to have to start looking at, okay, how do I continue going down this path of just being a single content provider leader? Or do I say, look, I'm not getting the support that I think I should be getting. And do I go back to PR? Do I go back to traditional marketing? I just saw a position not too long ago. It was a multimedia PR specialist and it was a highly content driven. So it was like they said everything but making it content. And it was like that word was not part of the title, yet the actual job duties and qualifications, a big part of it was being able to do content down to shooting and editing video and and writing stories and doing graphics like infographics and things like that. So it's just an interesting, it's an interesting world. Uh, uh, I'd be interested to hear what you think about those, those points. Well, I think we've seen the growth of tacticians and strategists slash managers and strategy typically, you know, my observation, typically people didn't have both. They weren't talking about the vision of the story we were telling. They're just like, uh, they were either focused exclusively on the tactics or they were exclusively focused on not really getting their hands dirty and doing the content themselves. They were just talking about other people doing them. Mm-hmm. And that was seen as, as management of content, which not in my mind, you know, you got to do both. Right. The best way to be able to answer the question of strategy of, okay, how do we tell the story? 
more importantly, how do we reach and impact an audience and get them to care about something? In my mind, the only way to answer that question is by having tactically done it, rolling up your sleeves and creating the content yourself and not waiting for somebody to sit it, you know, drop it in your lap. And so that hybrid position of being able to be tactical and highly strategic, laying out the vision, telling the story, composing the story arc from beginning to end, that's what's necessary to be successful. And yet I think we've marginalized it in a lot of organizations. To me, it also has to do with the thought of where content relates to digital. Because I think in a lot of organizations, we see them competing for the same resources and they're all trying to tell the story of, hey, content marketing drove these business results. Oh, no, wait, our direct response marketing did. Oh, no, wait, you know, our growth marketing did. And so instead of collaborating all and, and, and saying, all together, all of these efforts, they are paying off. Right. Instead, we're still seeing those, those being competitive with each other. Fact is, content marketing is one of the pieces of the foundation. The brand is the foundation. So the digital marketing that's happening, your paid search, your paid social, your direct response, your landing pages, all of that has to be in place. It does. You've got to capture some short-term leads or, or, or demand gen, or you, you've got to get people progressing through your funnel. The fact is that's got to be part of your marketing effort. There's no reason it has to be competitive with content. Really, content is one of the pieces of your brand. So serving up that ad, right? Boosting a post, entering an email drip campaign, that doesn't make someone care about your brand. And I think that's the piece that keeps getting lost in all of this. Content gets people to care about your brand because you've told a story that, that they remember that is useful to them, that gives them some information or a resource or connects them with some care or connects them with some answers when it's done right. And so that's the foundation upon which you build your digital campaigns. But without that foundation, no one cares. And so when you serve something up, they don't care. They're not going to respond. And then the digital campaign gets blamed or it gets credit when really it's the foundation that it's set upon. So that's what I keep seeing is why the competition, right? Internally, let's recognize that that's all part of digital today. That that's all part of telling the story correctly these days. Let's all work together towards the same goals instead of seeing it as competitive. That's what I see it's going to take to be successful. The most successful teams are able to bridge those gaps and that comes down to the types of roles that we play in our organizations. Agreed, 100%. And your LinkedIn post the other day, just recently, about the idea of branding, and, and that's, that still seems to be the sticky wicket, if you will, about offering up content in the right way and not having it be competitive within your own organization. That struck a chord with me as well, because it's easy for an, people on a team, a marketing and communications team, to lose sight of that, uh, especially it's kind of like you're in the eye of the storm and you don't see, and we've talked about this before, that kind of your, that outside looking in, inside looking out kind of approach. You, you can lose sight of who your brand is, especially, you know, I, I feel like in healthcare that I've been in for a long time, it's hard to keep in that front of your mind what you're there for, the mission, the vision, the values. People are scared. They want answers. Like you were saying, we, you need to provide them empathy, uh, sympathy, you know, all of those things that are almost taboo things to talk about when we talk about marketing for a business or for a healthcare organization. It just seems like those things are oftentimes put on the back burner. But I think the ones that are doing it correctly weave that in 
in the front burner, so to speak. And, and so I think that that is hugely important. A good example, I would say, is when I was with Aurora in Wisconsin, bringing Wisconsin back into the fold here. One of the things that they determined with their neuro program was that through surveys, through data that they received, they had a healthy white lab coat fear. That's what they called it. They coined it. I think they had a third party group that coined it a white lab coat fear. People messing with your, with your brain and you know, neuro areas is scary. It's a real scary thing. And so when we did that live Twitter surgery for epilepsy, where we were able to actually be in the OR and we showed the family watching on iPads while the surgery was happening. But we also did something amazing too, where we were able to meet this patient like weeks before. And we learned that from a previous Twitter surgery where you never learned who the patient was. But in this one, we actually kind of like made it a serial kind of approach where we, we met this person, Jeff, his name was beforehand and what, what his issues were, why he was considering surgery, what his life was with epilepsy prior to the surgery. Then it was the surgery, the present day. And then it, we did follow up with him afterwards. And that allowed people to kind of feel like you slid into this kind of soap opera and understand what was going on and it dropped that white lab coat fear. But the whole time that was happening, we were able to kind of push the brand as well, that Aurora was a leader in neuro care and epilepsy care, and that we had the expertise and we had the doctors, the neurosurgeons, the, the epileptologists at that time that were all part of this brand. And so I think that that is a key component that oftentimes can get overlooked because it's like you're just in that daily kind of, are we making our goals? Are we making ROI? You know, are we doing this? Are we doing that? You lose that brand mentality. And I, I love that you brought that up the other day. Well, you know, you know what I like about you, Peter? What's that? You're real. You care about this stuff, right? <laughs> you want, you know, I'm serious about this. You want to use content and storytelling to connect people with the answers and the care they need. You, you want this. You want healthcare to succeed. You want to make it better and you want to use content to do it. You understand its value and you're doing all you can to improve and advocate for it within the industry. So I just, I just want to give you a shout out. I think it's been a while since I've done that. Genuinely, I, you know, you can tell this is something that you're thinking about constantly and you're trying to figure out how to make it work within this. So regardless of, you know, whatever, however responsibilities have, have happened out there, I just love to hear how you're approaching it and how much effort you're putting into continually improving it. Thank you. I appreciate that. It is. It's, it's a labor of love. Part of it too is we may want to talk about this on another podcast, but it is what makes a good content person, a content leader. And for me, the simple quick answer, other than, you know, besides doing a whole another podcast on it is it's a passion. It's a passion for learning. It's what are you interested in? What do you want to know about? What drives you? Why do you want to make healthcare better? Why do I want to make healthcare better? And the best part about this is in so doing and doing being in this industry, one of my kids wants to be a neurosurgeon now. It's pretty unbelievable. He loves the human body. He loves the brain. Great. If he does, you know, he can help me do my retirement, if, if anything. But um, there's just so many, so many things that is great about being a content person. And um, that might be another fun podcast for us in the future. You know, I can't think of a better way to drop the mic right about now, you know, is just <laughs> to leave on that note of, look, people, just care. You know, if you care about this stuff, you're going to figure out ways to to make it better for yourself and for your organizations. And you're going to elevate what content, what its role is in your organization. And you're going to be part of the solution, not a part of the problem. So hopefully that's a place to kind of wrap this all up. So thanks again, Peter, for joining this. For all you out there, keep an ear out. 
continually on season two. We're going to keep bringing on other rock stars to this program. Don't forget, join the posse, man. Listen, subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Peter and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap. 